well, thank you again for joining us today. And we will be talking about in this episode what to do when you've got a uh, metastatic malignancy that of an unknown origin. Mm, so what yeah. to do essentially with um, if you get a cancer that you know is metastatic but you don't know where it came from. Exactly, yeah. Mm. I think before we talk about what a cancer of metastatic or an unknown origin is, let's talk about what metastasis is as a bit of a mm. refresher. Yeah, so so far with all the other um, cancers that we've talked about, we've been talking about them as the primary tumor, so where they originated and we're talking mm. about them as, as that. But now we're going to talk about, let's say, so once a tumor uh, has moved to a distant site away from where it originated, that's called a metastatic tumor. Yep. And let's say if you've picked up that tumor from, uh, let's say if it started off from the colon and went to the liver and you found it in the liver first, that is a metastatic tumor. Exactly right. And obviously the routes of spread include hematogenous, which is yep. the blood, yep. your lymph nodes, mm-hmm. but also seeding from body cavity. So I think ovarian cancers can often do this. And I think, remember how we talked about gastric cancers as well, how mm-hmm. they can seed into the peritoneum? Mm. So that is another common, co- yeah, another yep. common uh, place for metastases. Mm. And obviously once something's metastasized, Size, mm. you know, it can cause quite a lot of abnormalities in the body and its potential uh, healthy functioning of the body. So it's a mm. commonly associated with the morbidity and mortality of cancer as well. Whereabouts do they commonly go? I think there's a there's a few hot spots that they go to. For mm. example, the liver, the lung, brain, and bone are common sites. Mm. Um, I don't know why though. I don't know whether there's something about maybe it's just where they are. Probably let's say through the blood they all go through the liver. The liver filters everything. Mm. Maybe lung as well. I'm not sure about the brain and the bone, but I'm, yeah. I'm sure they've got their own reasons. Yeah, well. I think in future episodes we might touch across why some of some of them go there, but I'm not 100 percent sure from memory. Mm. Um, now, obviously, the more aggressive and the more invasive a tumor is, the more likely who it's going to access your lymph nodes and mm-hmm. the, uh, and your blood, so increased risk of metastases as well. Yes, but I think in when you do an inve- when you do a thorough investigation, which is what we'll, we'll talk about in this episode, you are likely to find maybe a primary source. But Andy, do you remember in what percentage of them the actual it's really unknown? The cells are so undifferentiated or so anaplastic that you mm-hmm. have no idea where it's coming from. I think there's a small percentage. Definitely. So like after a complete investigation, unfortunately there are about five to ten percent of oncology patients where the primary tumor remains unknown. So after a thorough examination, they still couldn't find out where it came mm. from. And this is talking about after autopsy, after the patient has deceased, and they were able to, you know, look in every nook and crevice. So that that's quite unfortunate. Mm. Um, and it apparently, statistically wise, is the seventh most common malignancy. So I don't know what that says about things, but yes, that that does yeah. sound like pretty bad. Yeah, isn't that interesting? How about seven seventh most common malignancy is of a cancer that we have no idea where it's coming from or mm-hmm. what what its primary is. Mm. All right, what are some theories about why you know mm-hmm. this sort of these cancers are unknown? One theory that was, um, I, I think that was taught to us was that the primary tumor might have regressed or started to shrink mm. after the, after it had spread or the t- primary tumor had, uh, has remained quite a small size that below this threshold of detection. Yeah. So, uh, it's not that it hasn't, it, it's not that it's gone. It's just, it's too small for us to see. That's right. Yeah. So, so that's possibly one way. Can you think of another way? Um, I think another way is that it could, you know, cancer of unknown primary could reflect the fact that you've had this metastatic spread, right? Okay. But for some reason, the primary tumor wasn't able to survive 
for as long as the metastatic tumor. Because, you know, if you metastasize, you're also acquiring, these are rapidly dividing cells, so they probably are acquiring more and more mutations. Mm -hmm. So they might be slightly different to their primary Mm -hmm. counterparts. Mm -hmm. And so the primary may be cleared up by the immune system or it just dies for some reason, Mm -hmm. but the metastatic cell survives. It probably Mm -hmm. undergoes more and more mutations and it Mm -hmm. becomes completely undifferentiated. So Mm -hmm. then you can't tell where it's from. Maybe it found a better place. Maybe, maybe it did. But there are ways to get around this. So it's unknown, but there are some um, approaches that we can utilize to find out or get, get hints as to where they, these cells could possibly yeah, come okay. from. So essentially that's our topic today. How, what approaches we can do to find and um, narrow down your search of guess of what, where this yeah, came from. Absolutely. Before we talk about how, the question is why? Why is this important? Why do we need to know what the primary because tumor is? I, I guess like, you know, let's say you found it in the liver, why not just treat it as a liver cancer? But that's actually the wrong reasoning because mm. you need to find the primary so that you can know what type of tumor you're dealing with. Yes. And you, you'll be able to figure out the prognosis and also subsequent management, what is appropriate, yeah. what isn't appropriate. And genetic counseling. Exactly. Because, for example, if you have, let's say, a germinal cell tumor, some germinal cell tumors respond differently to chemotherapy. So if you treat it as though it's a liver cancer, then you're potentially mistreating it, a mm-hmm. cancer, right? Yes. So it's really important to be able to, you know, get hints as to the original cells because it can, di- and, you know, direct treatment, yep. direct prognosis, and also familial counseling. What if your you know, siblings have that potential risk of cancer as well? You need to find out mm. so you can give appropriate counseling. Good point. But before we jump into investigations, what do we do first? And this is, I think, the general approach with every patient, isn't it? Yeah, good history. Mm. You need to take a good thorough family history, medical history, past surgical, um, let's say whether if they've had any previous cancers, whether if it was resected, what was done about it. Find out as much as you mm. can about the patient. Maybe somewhere, some exposure or something would give you a hint of what Yeah, was maybe occupational it. exposure or something True. that might lead you know, asbestos exposure, for example. Yeah. So once you've done the history... Mm. Then obviously you probably do a physical examination. You're looking for, you know, lumps, Mm -hmm. bumps. Mm. You're looking for um, any obvious lesions, any Mm. palpated masses. Mm. Now, if none of them yield you adequate result, what's the next step, Andy? Then you would go into investigations. Mm. So we will use a different laboratory techniques, imaging, biopsies, which we'll go through one by one to figure out hints and characteristics of this tumor that will point us in the correct direction. Yeah, absolutely right. Let's talk about, this is one of my favorite topics, right? Tumor markers, because it's just so interesting how these tumors can secrete these unique markers. Mm. Do you want to maybe go through some of them for us? Yeah, sure. So with a um, a tumor marker, from my understanding, it's some specific tumors secrete these characteristic Mm. uh, antibodies, I think. Actually, not antibodies, just... I think glycopeptides. Yeah. So they secrete these specific markers. And so if you can identify which it is, then you've got a good chance of finding out which what, uh, what type of cancer this Absolutely is. Absolutely right? right. And so you use a monoclonal antibody that target these markers. And we'll, we'll go through a few that I think are more common. So we can start off with CEA, carcioembryonic antigens. And they are more characteristically expressed in adenocarcinomas or the colorectal carcinomas, which mm. we've talked about previously. Yeah, exactly right. What's another one? I think alpha feeder protein, we mentioned that in our um, gastrointestinal talks, but that mm. relates to hepatocellular carcinoma and germ cell tumors, okay. as we've discussed in our germ cell tumor um, talks as well. Mm-hmm. And then we've got, um, the, uh, what's the other one? The one that starts with 125? Uh, CA125. So that's the cancer antigen 125. Yeah. And that is associated with epithelial ovarian cancers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In prostatic cancers, the prostatic adenocarcinoma specifically, you've got PSA secretion. Mm. Prostatic 
uh, prostate specific antigen stands for. Yep. And in pancreas cancers, you can have a CA nineteen point nine. Yeah. So the cancer easy. antigen nineteen point nine. Yeah. So the CAs are easy because it says cancer antigen, so it kind of gives it away. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you can have these markers that are very unique to tumors. Mm-hmm. I don't think all of them initially play an important role for diagnosis. Mm-hmm. They are often important for treatment response as well. So yes. once you treat it, you, if you see it decreasing, mm-hmm. then it suggests that the the tumor is responding, so the tumor is actually shrinking and not producing as much antigen. Mm, or also um, tumor regression as well, mm. cancer regression. If you if it's gone and then suddenly you see it again after a few years, then oh yeah, gone. yeah, exactly. You worry mm. about it. Yeah. So you mentioned um, imaging as well. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Well, I guess we can use chest X-rays, or, sorry, X-rays in general, I guess, and mm. MRIs to to look for any lumps and bumps. Yeah. Um, PET scans they're, they're particularly useful that light up in areas where um, cells are overly active. I love it. It's called hotspots. Hotspots. And then um, mammograms as yeah. well. They're another form of imaging which you can use as well yeah mm. biopsy biopsies this is quite interesting you've got a few different types of biopsies fine needle biopsies core biopsies excisional biopsies and essentially you need to understand what each one looks at and they're, they're slightly different mm. general broad category wise fine needle biopsies they you look at cells from it because it's such a fine needle it sucks up a few cells you don't get the whole overview of the architectural structure but you get a good idea of what the cell looks like yeah Core and excisional biopsies, you take out a larger chunk of the component. You can kind of guess core biopsies take up a small amount of, of the thing, whereas an excisional biopsy could be like, let's say you remove a complete lymph node or something. But yeah, I way, guess that's important for lymphomas, for example. We need to look mm-hmm. at the architecture of the node, not just the, some cells. Yes. And from essentially with these guys, you can start to look at the general architecture of, mm. of what the surrounding looks like. And that... And depending on, like, if you're a well-experienced pathologist, you will be able to tell, like, you know, say that oh, this this particular region looks like a some somewhere from the testicles or something yep. like that. Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. right. So that's really good. But it doesn't end right there, does it? Mm-hmm. So once you have your tissue, mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to think about what sort of mm-hmm. other, what sort of, I guess, surrounding tissue does it look like? Or what other tissue types does it look like? Mm-hmm. And whether the tissue reflects the organ in which it came from. Mm-hmm. You can also run some immunohistochemistry on these tissues. And this is a really important part of our mm-hmm. talk, I think. Yes. Because the immunohistochemistry can bind to certain uh, surface molecules, for example, that are very unique to, let's say, epithelial cells or very unique to mesenchymal cells or, yeah. you know, let's say, melanocytes. Mm. Do you want to go through that to Definitely. give us a bit of an overview? So, to, understanding immunohistochemistry, essentially, is just they use antibodies to bind to uh, specific antigens on the cells, mm. and you use this. Uh, essentially, if it comes up positive through the science behind it is going to stain that particular cell a certain color. Yes. Yeah. And so you use this with the knowledge of what antigens are usually expressed in what particular tissue types, you can start to have an idea of what tissue types you're dealing with. Yeah. So the kind of the lineage of those tissues, aren't they? Exactly. Because, you know, this is very important and a very useful tool, especially in poorly differentiated cells when they don't look like anything that where they came from. Mm. But they might still express some of those antigens yes. from which tissue they had originally, you know, stem from. Mm. Exactly. So do you want me to start going through? Yeah, the, let's go through a systematic. So let's go through, you know, you know epithelial lineages and, and okay. all of that. Sure. Actually, so we can talk about if you know this, uh, so certain cancers come from certain cell, uh, cell lines. Carcinomas come from epithelial cell lines. Sarcomas come from mesenchymal. Lymphomas come from lymphoid. Melanoma is one type of, um, skin cancer come from melanocytes. Mm. So yep. if you know 
if you can tell which tissue type that narrows down the range that、mm. you're looking at, right? Exactly. Okay, so let's talk about epithelial cells.、Um, they they can you can use this particular marker called cytokeratin to、yes. look at it, right?、Um, so if anything comes up with a cytokeratin,、uh, if a cytokeratin stain comes back positive, then you can guess that this is an epithelial cell, and it has it's most likely a carcinoma. But sometimes that's not enough. You want to be more specific, and there are definite ways. We're going to go through a few markers, but just to keep in mind,、uh, Hamid wants to memorize them. But for me, I, I recall that I, I think I heard the lecturer say that she's a pathologist and she doesn't remember them all. She's got a table that she looks at. But you know, we'll go through them, and、yeah. it's just for demonstrating the purpose. So there's a bit of conflict of opinion here. I'm of the opinion that we should memorize it because、um, I- I've got a feeling that this is a highly examinable topic.、Mm. But I-, I agree with Andy. I, I recall that pa- the our pathology lecturer telling us that she doesn't memorize it. Entirely up to you whether you- we're going to go through it for completeness.、Yes. But it's up to you whether you want、okay. to memorize it or not. So of cytokeratin, there are、um, there's a stain that allows you to、uh, that is a very broad spectrum. Anything that has an epithelial origin gonna, is going to pop up. But otherwise, you can also, if you want to further narrow down what it is, you can use very specific、uh, antigen stains, such as a CK7, CK20. These are just one of the many. And、um, actually, before you go ahead, what、yeah. is cytokeratin? Cytokeratin wasn't that the? It's an interfil intermediate filament、mm, yeah. that、uh, that is expressed on the、um, or inside the epithelial cells, epithelial I believe. Cells. Yeah, does it, it does it bind the th- cells together? Oh, well, I think it must play some structural role. But、mm. the reason you can distinguish it in different tissues,、mm. we'll mention it in a second, is the fact that different tissues have different degree or molecular weight of this、mm-hmm. cytokeratin. So you were mentioning about CD CK seven. Yes. Do you want to maybe go through? The different CKs then? Yes. So with CK seven, if it only expresses CK seven, you can suspect if it's from a lung origin, breast origin, ovary, or endometrium,、mm. right? But if it doesn't express CK seven but only expresses CK twenty, then you can suspect it's of a colorectal origin. And from this example, you can already tell, depending on the stain that's present. You can really narrow down your search and start guessing whereabouts this tumor came from. Yes, right.、Yeah. And then also, if it's both CK7 and CK20 positive, it could be a pancreatic biliary origin or urothelial、mm-hmm. origin from the urinary tract. If it's both negative, it could be from the prostate, the liver. And this is where my theory of you know don't memorize this, but you know just use this as an example. Actually, if you if you could use it as an example in the exam, it could be quite yeah, it would be it very impressive. Play, yeah, play towards your favor. I've got a bit of a mnemonic to help you guys memorize. Obviously, it's very confusing. Go for it.、Um, so the way I remember seven is that I. So CK seven positive cells relate to the lung, right?、Mm-hmm. So the way to memorize it, memorize it is if you have a look,、uh, CK seven looks for lung, breast, ovarian, and endometrium. So I I tend to memorize it as seven lobe, L O B E. Yeah. So seven,、mm. L for lung, O for ovaries,、mm-hmm. B for breast, E for endometrium. So、mm. that's an that's, that's an interesting way of memorizing it.、Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you can keep that, and then if you know seven, then you've pretty much crossed、mm. out a lot of the organs that might be affected.、Mm. And I think C、uh, CK twenty is colorectal, so、mm. I think no CK twenty and CK seven should be at least important. But here's、awesome. an easy easy way of remembering it: seven lobe. Seven lobe. I like it. All right. That's your cytokeratin, but you also have other surface、mm. antigens as well, don't you? What、yes. are they? So with um. With the mesenchymal cells, you use a different stain called a vimentin stain.、Mm. Yeah, and that, with a similar principle, we won't go through into the details of it, but that would also、um, tell if it comes back positive. You can guess it's a mesenchymal、uh, tumor, and the, the primary might have been a mesenchymal tumor, and then you can start looking into sarcomas and,、yeah. and guessing that. 
What would be a stain used in lymphoid? I mean, for lymphoid, obviously mm. you'd be looking at the CD markers, with, which were talked yeah. about exhaustively in our hematology lectures mm. uh, or our hematology episodes. Yes. But um, so leukocyte common antigen might be mm. marker of uh, cells originating from lymphoid mm-hmm. um, tissue. Yeah. Um, I guess the CD markers are probably for hemo- hematogenous cells, not for no, the tissues. I'm not too sure, but yeah. Um, I think for tissue, if you're looking at specifically mm. for tissues, um, okay. then you're looking at leukocyte co- um, common antigens. Sure. What about melanocytes? Is it? I think there's this one called an S100 stain. Yes. Um, and that's probably the extent I know about. Yeah, it. I think that's how much I know. Mm. And I think that might become important. Let's say if you're distinguishing um, melanocytes in in your organ, potential mm. melanocytes in your organ versus other tumors that might affect that organ as well. Mm. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Well, essentially, what I just want to add is just re- rehashing the same point as well, just to say that it's the basic principles of how you're going to what how you're going to approach it and understanding why there are different types of immunohistochemistry stains done and um, to differentiate the primary the possible primary cancers is yep. is the point of this whole talk yeah exactly mm-hmm. so the point is like you mentioned that unknown primary it's not something to be dismissed of mm-hmm. you need to try to your best to find out where it's coming from because it's going to influence prognosis and survival as well as treatment as well mm-hmm. and obviously if there's a family history genetic counseling would be an important component of this mm-hmm. you can do biochemistry testing look for tumor antigens you can do obviously imaging mm-hmm. looking look for tissue biopsies and once you have a tissue biopsy then you can run these immunohistochemistry staining to then mm-hmm. find out the cell lineages mm-hmm. whether it's epithelial mesenchymal lymphoid or melano or from mm-hmm. a melanocyte um, origin mm-hmm. is there anything else well actually i i think some some people may ask, you know, if you if you've got immunohistochemistry up your sleeve, why not just test it for everything? And then you have to realize that, you know, you've got only a small chunk of tissue there. You cannot probably test an infinite amount of tests. Yeah. So and there's a possibility. I think. Do you remember how our lecturer mentioned that? Mm-hmm. You know, there's over like a hundred immunochemistry <laughs> stains, and you just increase the risk of false positive because then you True. start running all these, uh, you know, non-evidence based you know, uh, guessing games of stains, mm. and that could actually derail you from your true mm. purpose. So I think you use the history examination to try to narrow down your search, yeah. guess it, and then very specifically target it in the staining. Exactly that, right. That's it. Yeah. So that's it for uh, today's episode was going to be a bit of a, sh- uh, a bit, bit short, but um, we hope it gives you a bit of an appreciation of tumor markers and um, tumors of unknown origin. If you have any feedback or questions, uh, just let us know. We love, love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. See you next time. Thank you for listening to our Common Rounds podcast. You can find all of our episodes, notes, selective experiences, and much more content on our website. So come visit us at thecommonrounds.wordpress.com. And see you next time.